Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. And Miami has moved two games over the Bulls for the top spot in the Eastern Conference. They win the season series with a game left at the United Center. And the final score, 112-99 Miami. As heard here last night on 670, the score and the Bulls back in action tomorrow night visiting the Hawks, 545 pregame right here on 670, the score. Joining me now to talk a little bit about those Bulls as he does on Lockdown Bulls, which you can hear on your Odyssey app and wherever you get podcasts. Joining me now on the Circa Resort and Casino Hotline is Matt Peck. Matt, how are you this afternoon, man? I'm doing great, Rami. I got to say, I got a bone to pick. You can fight it, but soccer is a thing, and Americans are starting to watch. But I'm going to let it slide because I'm with you on Team Cargo shorts. Function (laughs) over fashion, baby. I I don't even care about the fashion as much as the the practicality and the utility of cargo shorts. We're we're on the same page there. I need... I need those pockets, but soccer, Matt, really? Soccer? How long, how long have we been talking about soccer catching on in the United States? And it's not, dude. It's not. Oh, so that huge new deal with Turner Sports didn't happen the other day? <laughs> okay. We'll see if Turner Sports regrets that or not. We'll, we'll see if that pays off for Turner Sports. Turner Sports Fair. has the NHL right now. Is anybody talking about the NHL on Turner Sports any more than they were before? Fair no. counterpoint. We'll see what happens. <laughs> no, no, they're not. No, they're not. Let's talk about this Bulls team, Matt. Are we starting to see some some cracks in this team with with the the last couple of games after after another 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 great performance from Demar Derozan out of the All Star break? Now two straight losses. Yeah, I mean, obviously you're seeing the cracks. I think basically what Bulls fans are witnessing now is that the pie in the sky part of the season is over. When Lonzo Ball and Alex Caruso both went down for extended absences, you know, kiss the one seed goodbye. The Bulls were punching above their weight class for the first 40 or so games of this season, and it was great to watch, and it's great to see such a remarkable shift from god-awful basketball for five seasons prior. But without those two, you've seen just how vulnerable this Bulls team becomes defensively. They miss them at the point of attack on defense. They, they miss their communication on the defensive end. They miss them as weak side help defenders. And they are so good at getting their hands in passing lanes, creating steals with their intense one-on-one defense that allowed the Bulls to be such a lethal transition and fast break team for the first part of the season. All of that is missing right now. And the Bulls shot at winning every night is just can they outscore their opponent. And when that doesn't happen, like when they shot so poorly against Miami, you see the result. 
And that was largely happening. They were they were able to outscore opponents because of DeMar DeRozan just just taking over and on that historic streak that that he was on there. It wouldn't have been fair to expect DeMar DeRozan to continue to carry the load that he was carrying for this Bulls team over that stretch, though, would it? No, absolutely not fair to expect that from him. It's it's, it's been remarkable to watch, but. When you're talking about him achieving things that only Wilt Chamberlain and Michael Jordan had ever accomplished in the entire history of the NBA, no, that's not sustainable. So good for DeMar that he's getting this credit, and you you might see him finish as a top-five MVP guy this season, which in itself is remarkable. Nobody expected that. Even the naysayers who thought that DeMar signing was a terrible one, uh, you know, even those who were optimistic that he could help this team didn't think that, that he would help them this much. I think you can make the argument that DeMar DeRozan alone has added 10 to 15 of these Bulls wins that we have right now and have them still just two games out of first and four and a half games clear of the play-in tournament. Matt Peck of Locked On Bulls, my guest here, Robbie Makloff with you on the score on a Wednesday evening. And the guy who we, we most thought would be the, the face, the front man of this this new core of the Chicago Bulls, Zach Levine, is back from that knee injury, but he's not he's not Zach Levine, Matt. And and I don't know, should we expect him to be necessarily that Zach Levine again at any point this season coming off that knee injury? Based on what we've heard from him, I would say no. He talked about it at the All-Star break when he was at All-Star Media Day in Cleveland, and then he just talked about it again yesterday and basically admitted that he's not going to be 100% through the rest of this season. He said the treatments he got when he went out for that second opinion from the other doctor in L.A. uh, made him feel better and that he's able to play through this, but it's something that he will have to address more seriously in the offseason, and maybe that includes some kind of surgery, uh, and and you've seen it. He still hasn't looked right since that game where he left in the first minute against the Warriors a month or or so ago and, and the games he's played since. His scoring's come down, but, you know, his efficiency shooting-wise, his shooting percentages are down. He just doesn't look quite comfortable, doesn't have that same spring, that same insane athleticism and agility when he's attacking the basket that we've become accustomed to seeing from him. So the Bulls are still going to be a playoff team with a less than 100% Zach Levine, but I think the Bulls' shot at making a deep playoff run without a 100% Zach Levine have been severely dampered, which is, which is a bummer because this team – maybe could have done something special if he and DeMar were both on their A game. Sad reality is it doesn't look like that's going to happen for Zach. So you don't think the the return of, and I know it's a couple of weeks away, of Caruso and Ball, you don't think that that that's that that's maybe energizes this team or, or bolsters their chances of making that deep playoff run that you're talking about? It, it could certainly help. It, it absolutely will. It will help them on the defensive end. Uh, Caruso is like having another coach out there on the floor Lonzo, not only is that amazing defensive presence, but he is not only one of the the Bulls' better three-point shooters, he's one of the most efficient three-point shooters in the NBA now. And the Bulls have been struggling behind the three-point line in his absence like they did against the Heat. So they will bolster the Bulls when they return. Hopefully, that is fairly soon. We we heard uh, from practice today that Caruso not only has the brace off his wrist, but was even getting shots up with that wrist that he's rehabbing. So hopefully they're back by mid-March, maybe late March. But ugh, it's just it's just hard to have full confidence in a deep playoff run without a fully healthy Zach Levine. But again, credit to him because he is playing in a contract here, you know, uh, getting ready to sign a huge max extension this offseason to stay with the Bulls. I still believe 
that will be the outcome. But I think more so than that, he's not concerned about going out there and playing under 100% for the sake of a new contract. He's playing on a winning NBA team for the first time in his NBA career, and that's what he cares about. So respect to him for fighting his way through this. Yeah, I was going to say, is there, is, there, is there any risk for re-injury? Because I wouldn't imagine that's, that's a risk that the Bulls want to take, and certainly not one that Zach Levine would want to take, despite a winning record in, in what's a year where he can really cash in. Right. My understanding is if any of the doctors that he has seen had given him a heads up that, hey, there is risk of here, he would not be playing. I, you know, Zach is competitive and he, he wants to continue helping the Bulls team fight through this winning season, but he's not dumb. I mean, knowing what he is looking at this summer with that huge contract after being woefully underpaid on his current contract, he wouldn't risk that. So the, the Bulls team doctors and the doctor who he went out to see in L.A., who was the doctor he dealt with when he tore that ACL when he was playing for Minnesota earlier in his career, all gave him the green light to say, you are cleared to pull. There's no structural damage. We don't see anything there. And it's just a matter of Zach uh, you know, managing the discomfort and occasionally some soreness. With, with the losses to Memphis and Miami in the last couple of days, one of the things that we're starting to hear more and more of as folks examine the, the resumes of these teams atop the Eastern and the Western Conference. Bulls now 3-14 and 14 against the top five teams in each conference. How much, how much stock do you, do you put in that, and how much do you think we can, we can sort of chalk up to, to injuries and COVID as hard as it's, as it's hit this Bulls roster? Well, you know, you, you put some stock in it, basically. Uh, the, the Bulls have been shorthanded in a lot of those games against the top-tier uh, teams, but it's no excuse, and, and those teams have been shorthanded as well. The Heat were without Kyle Lowry the other night, uh, not to mention Victor Oladipo, it's, who it sounds like they're going to get back momentarily. Um, I, I, you know, it, it is worrying. It is certainly a worrying trend, but then again, the regular season and a best-of-seven playoff series are completely different animals. You know, Bulls fans might remember back in the magical 10-11 season, which was you know, Derrick Rose's MVP year. The Bulls swept the Heatles in the regular season and then bowed out in five games against them in the Eastern Conference Finals. So it's, it's a worrying trend, but it doesn't mean that the Bulls are going to be one and done in the playoffs necessarily. Would you, if, if let's say they can get healthy and, 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 get, into the, and get into the playoff picture with, with pretty good standing and, and seating, you give them a shot in a playoff series against the Bucks, the Nets, the Sixers of the world, or do you think they're not they're not quite ready to make that leap yet? I would certainly, uh, if I were setting the lines myself, make the Bulls the underdog in a series of any of those teams that you just rattled off. Uh, I think at this point, what the best thing that the Bulls and their fans can hope for is avoiding that play-in tournament, which I mentioned they're still four and a half games clear of the seventh seed, Hope for a favorable first-round matchup. Hope that you have a fully functional and healthy and returned Alex Caruso and Lonzo Ball, maybe even Patrick Williams. Hope that Zach is as close to 100% as he can be and that DeMar still plays like the MVP candidate that he is. And, yeah, the Bulls have a shot in a best-of-seven against any of those teams, but I would not make them the favorite. Do you think teams are are, are, are jockeying for position down the stretch here or has – has home court advantage sort of lost a little bit of its its luster in, in the NBA these days? Well, are you asking me or Kyrie Irving? Uh, <laughs> I mean, it's, uh, it depends. And, and look, you know, we just heard from, from Brooklyn that Kevin Durant's uh, return is looming. Like, he's, I think they said he's cleared to play on Friday. 
So does anybody want to play Brooklyn in the first round if Brooklyn is the seventh or eighth seed? I mean, heck no. Even if you have home court advantage in that playoff series, if it's Bulls and Nets in the first round and the Bulls have home court, who feels good about that? Playing against Kevin Durant in a first round, that hardly seems fair. So, I mean, I don't know if any of these teams in the East are going to try to position themselves where they want in the standings based on a first-round matchup and, you know, maybe even rest guys and tank games in the final stretch of games up to the final, you know, 82nd of the regular season, you know, you run a risk with that because maybe other teams have other plans and and you can only control what you can control. So I I think basically the first round of the Easter Conference playoffs is going to be a absolute blood slaughter and and there's going to be no easy outs. How do you see – what do you think is the landscape of the Eastern Conference right now? How do you stack it up, Matt? I still think that Milwaukee is the team. They're the defending champs. Giannis is still Giannis. You know, they've been getting some guys back. They've been dealing with injuries throughout this season as well. Um, Certainly Philly is scary when you've seen a couple of these games with Embiid and Harden playing together. But I'm sorry, until Harden shows me, I I don't believe in him winning, you know, playoff series when it matters. Uh, And and then with Brooklyn, it's just all about what, if anything, can they get from Simmons? Is his mind right? Is he rusty? I mean, he hasn't played basketball in how long now? And and what is the state of of Kevin Durant? So there's there's a lot of questions uh, for Brooklyn. There's still, I think, some questions to be answered in in Philly with how those two are going to work together in a playoff series. To me, I still give Milwaukee a slight edge as the favorites in the East. You know, I'm, I, I literally have on my TV right in front of me right now, Matt, as I'm talking to you, I have the Bucks and the Heat. And you, you didn't bring up the Heat, who, if I'm not mistaken right now, sit as the one seed in the they Eastern do. Conference. And I don't, I don't buy the Heat either, largely for the same reason that I, don't, I never really bought the Bulls as, as an Eastern Conference contender. I just think star power win series once you get to the playoffs. And I don't see on the Heat anybody who's on the same level as a Giannis or an Embiid or a Durant or even a Harden or a Kyrie when you start looking at the twos and threes of those three teams that you just mentioned. I I think that the Heat are a great regular season team. I don't think they're that much of a postseason threat. Yeah, I I agree with you. And look, no disrespect to Jimmy. You know, Jimmy Buckets and Bulls fans had some good times back in the day, and he is a heck of a player. But for the exact reason you just mentioned, going up against any of those other heavyweights in the East, you can't say that Jimmy Butler would be the best player in any of those series. So give me the team that has the best player on it more often than not, nine times out of ten. And I also think that what's going to hinder Miami is is their half-court offensive sets. When things slow down and and kind of grind out in these playoff games, you're playing the same team every other night, and Miami's just not convincing me with their half-court offense. It's good enough paired with their elite defense to win all of these regular season games, but like you said, you need star power, and you certainly need that star power to just get you a bucket late in a playoff game. And I'm not saying that Jimmy can't do that. I'm saying he's not the best guy in the East who does. Is there anything that the Bulls can do down this home stretch here that, that will, will, will build your confidence in this team and what they can do in the postseason beyond just getting healthy. Are there any intangibles or phases of their game that you that you're looking to see improvement from in these final 20 games? Well, yeah. If, if you talk about intangibles, I would point to the start of that game against Miami the other night. Mm-hmm. That is a worrying trend to me. That uh, a lot of times on the road this season, the Bulls have come out very flat, uh, no sense of urgency. 
kind of disjointed and disorganized offensive sets in the first six minutes, and then they dig themselves a hole. They've been, they've been able to dig themselves out of some holes this season because of the all-star play of, of Zach Levine and DeMar DeRozan, and they can clamp down on defense when they feel so motivated. But, I mean, that was an embarrassing first quarter against Miami the other night. The Bulls have not played well on the road this season, and assuming that they aren't going to hang on to the one seed and have to have the Eastern Conference Finals go through Chicago, they're going to have to win some road games in the playoffs. And that, that lackadaisical effort, that has been a trend for the Bulls in the road to start games has me worried. So I don't know if it's about the players getting their minds right or about what Billy Donovan is doing to prepare them for tip-off on the road, but that is something that they need to figure out, and they need to figure out quickly. Just real quickly, Matt, before I let you go, I'm about to play, after after I talk to you, some sound from Billy Donovan, who it sounds like is raising red flags. Like, hey, guys, I, I kind of told you this was coming and that we weren't – we weren't as good as what we thought that we were when, when we were when we were hot there for a minute. Do you think that that's a coach who's genuinely concerned, or do you think this is just a coach speaking to his team through the media and saying we have to be better, or or we we're not for long in the playoffs? Yeah, no, I think he's speaking to his guys and saying, don't get your you know don't let your heads get too big. Look at the record we have against the real contenders in the East and across the league. We have not been putting forth our best efforts in the games that are the real measuring stick games. And if you, if you don't wake up to that, then this, this wonderful stretch of season we've had where we've been at the top of the East will disappear faster than you will believe. So I I think Billy is good at communicating with his players, propping them up and supporting them as opposed to tearing them down while also pushing the right buttons to, to, to motivate them. And, you know, we'll see. We'll see if it works. But, again, I think maybe another thing that he was talking about when he was using that phrase battle-tested after the Miami game, he wants to see a little bit more fight in his guys. Uh, You know, I I think maybe adding Tristan Thompson on the buyout market could help bolster this team's uh, toughness a little bit. Uh, my, my, my pal Joe Callie over the sometimes uh, describes the Bulls as a team full of choir boys. Like they all love each other and they get along great, but when those tough moments happen, they they can sometimes wilt away from it. Especially a very physical team like Miami. So you know we, we got the Bucks on deck on Friday, and uh, I, I'm just hoping that Grayson Allen is is playing because he's been battling an nagging injury recently, and, and and I hope the Bulls send Grayson Allen a message because honestly. The Bulls need to show a little bit of toughness. I'm reading Blood in the Garden right now, that book about the 90s Knicks by Chris Herring. Amazing book, by the way. Can't recommend it enough. And I'm sitting here reading this book thinking, man, I want to see some 90s basketball from the Bulls. You know, don't turn into a dirty, you know, slobber knocker team, but show some freaking fight for crying out loud. That's Matt Peck. You can check him out on Locked On Bulls right there on your Odyssey app wherever you listen to podcasts and follow him on Twitter at Bulls underscore Pack. Matt, really appreciate the time and the insight, man. Thanks a lot. Anytime, Rami. Thanks for having me. And he joins me on the Score Hotline presented by Circa Resort and Casino in Las Vegas, home of the world's largest sports book. And again, Bulls take on the Hawks tomorrow right here on 670 Score, 545 pregame. I'm Rami Makhlouf. I'm with you right up until DePaul basketball. Zach Zaidman on the call at 745 tonight. And uh, so I got one more segment to talk some Bulls with you. 312-644-6767. Are you worried? Are you concerned by what we're starting to see here from the Bulls recently? Are we starting to see some cracks in, in this team? You can get in on the score with Rami Makhlouf on a Wednesday night right after this. 670 The Score, Chicago's sports station.
in, in a lot of ways, our consistency on the habitual things that you have to do, like shot fake, discipline, leaving our feet, fouls, uh, kind of contesting a shot and, and leaking out and not coming up with a long rebound, pick and roll coverage, getting turned down when the ball needs to be directed towards the screen, like all those things over a period of time add up. And when you're playing against elite teams, you got to have that consistency. And we haven't been consistent enough. I think I made a comment coming out of the All-Star break that what we've done up to this point in time is not good enough. It's just not. And this is my point. You know, we're starting to see it now. This Bulls head coach, Billy Donovan, after the loss to the Miami Heat. Bulls back in action tomorrow, taking on the Hawks. Chuck and Bill on the call right here on 670 score, 545 pregame. Do you think we're starting to see some cracks in these bulls? And how much do you think getting healthy will fix? 312-644-6767. Rami Makloff with you for a few more minutes, taking you right up to DePaul basketball at 745 as they take on Marquette with Zach Zaidman on the call. Are we seeing some cracks? And how much do you think getting healthy will fix for this team? 312 644 Six seven six seven, and I'm not. I'm I, well. I guess I I am because I'm about to do it. I, I, but I like to think I'm not, and I told you so, guy. And I, I don't want to be right about the Bulls when 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 I've been on this station here and there and in the past and talking about the fact that I think their their ceiling is somewhat limited and and the fact that they were maybe playing a little bit above their head until until recently with back to back losses against Memphis and Miami. But Billy Donovan has been saying some of the same things, and, and he, he, he told you right there he's been saying some of the same things, that even though on, on paper they were, they were walking away with Ws, a, a lot of what the Bulls were doing was, was not necessarily good enough to, to, to do the things that we're hoping they can do to get the places that we're hoping that they can get. And I think we, we are starting to see some cracks in this team, and we are seeing them start to come down to earth, and a lot of it is just that you, there was no way, and this isn't a knock on DeMar DeRozan, because he's he's a phenomenal player and, and is having a phenomenal season, but there was just no way that I think you could expect DeMar DeRozan to do the things that he was doing for for the, the entirety of a season and carry the load that he was carrying for the entirety of the season. It just it was it's it's an unfair expectation on that dude and he was going to need some help and I was hoping that that help would come in the form of of Zach Levine who who came back after the All Star break from that knee injury but you just heard Matt Peck on the show from the Lockdown Bulls podcast saying that he's not he's not the same Zach Levine and he may not be the same Zach Levine again at any point this season and now with with the two losses the back-to-back losses to Memphis and, and Miami, and I mentioned this to, to, to Matt, 3-14 and 14 against the top five teams in each conference. That's Miami, Philly, Cleveland, Milwaukee in the East, Phoenix, Golden State, Memphis, Utah, and Dallas in the West. 3-14 and 14 against the top five teams in each, in each conference. And, and you got a hell of a streak coming up when you talk about the top teams in each conference. You just you've just had Memphis and Miami who are on that list of top 5. Then you got Atlanta tomorrow, followed by Milwaukee, Philadelphia, a little bit of a respite in Detroit, then Cleveland, a little break in Sacramento, 
and then Utah, Phoenix, Toronto, and Milwaukee. Nine of your next 12 games, if I'm doing the math right. Nine of your next 12 games, excuse me, 10 of your next 12 games is against playoff teams. And right now the Bulls' record against teams above 500 is 12-15. and 15. And like I just said, the record against teams that are top five in each conference is 3-14. and 14. And I don't, I don't want to be doom and gloom here, but if they, if they can't figure out whatever it is that's going on when they face playoff teams, when they face the, the upper crust of the NBA, and if they continue at, at a clip like they've been at now of sub-500 against 500-plus teams and 3-14 and 14 against teams that are in the upper half of their conference... It ain't, it ain't a long fall from the two seed to the six seed. It's a three-game difference between the Bulls right now at two and the Boston Celtics who sit at six. I'm not, I'm not too worried that they could fall into that play-in game, which they're four and a half games out of doing with 20 games left to play. But I don't think it's, I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility that this team is is as far down as the 4, 5, or 6 seed before long if they can't figure out what's going on against against the top teams when they face them. Because, again, 10 of your next 12 are against playoff teams and teams that are above 500. This is going to be sort of a season-defining stretch for the Bulls and I think is going to either reinforce a a lot of what they've done this year and a lot of the confidence that they've instilled in Bucks fans or excuse me in Bulls fans and Bulls fans who have cursed me and fought me when I've when I've said that this isn't a real contender or is going to bring some people down to earth and and maybe maybe dampen the playoff hopes that that they that they currently are sitting on because man if if you can't take care of business in this stretch it's like, I, it's like I said, not a long fall from the two seed to the six seed for the Bulls right now. And I don't know how much getting healthy necessarily helps. And they're still they're going to have to go through this stretch without those guys. Billy Donovan said earlier today it's going to be a couple weeks for both Caruso and Ball. And then you're probably going to be waiting for those guys to find their legs, to get in basketball shape, to reacclimate themselves to their roles and, and, and the rhythm and the chemistry and the timing that, that goes into playing in the NBA. DeMar DeRozan, though, he seems to think that getting those guys back will be the fix-all to whatever is, is ailing the Bulls right now. No. Yeah. No. Not a concern at all. Why not? What for? I just got the utmost confidence in the guys. I do. Myself and the guys. And, you know, as these next couple of weeks go by, being able to get guys back, that's going to be another, you know, second win for us emotionally, physically. Um just even more change the team once we get those guys back as well. So um, even before those guys come back, I'm not worried. But I know once those guys come back, you know, um, the, the energy in this team will definitely heighten up even more. I do think that there is something to be said for the energy that, that, that guys can, can inject with them to a team, to a locker room, to a bench. When, when you're going through the dog days, you're getting down to the end of the regular season and you get those guys back, that can be a nice little injection of energy. And both those guys are going to boost your defense. Both those guys bring, bring top-notch defense to the table with them 
when they come back from their injuries. I just don't know if, if that's going to be enough to, to, to fix what's going on with this Bulls team right now. And I don't know when they're back to being themselves, even if they are out there on the court. 312-644-6767 if you want to get in on the final few minutes here and talk some Bulls. Speaking of the Bulls, I, I did not know this. Uh, Brian Callahan on the other side of the glass. Did you know that uh, Jim Boylan, the former Bulls coach, is now coaching the the U- Team USA FIBA team? That that's that's the gig that he picked up. Did you read this piece about him in the Athletic? Yeah, he's punching the clock over there, dude. It took me four paragraphs of this article about Jim Boylan, and I I wish no ill will on Jim Boylan. I don't think he was a very good coach for the Bulls, but. He might be a fine man for all I know, and I wish him nothing but the best. I really do. But as far as a coach, I got like three paragraphs into this, and I was like, man, Jim Boylan's still on his same old BS, huh? This this is this dude. And maybe maybe this is what kids and, and players, and they're not even all kids. Joe Johnson is playing for him, which I found to be shocking. But maybe this is what players at that level of competition need is that, for lack of a better term, like tough love and that 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 push, that extra little push that a Jim Boylan can give. But this is what this was when I knew that Jim Boylan was still on his same old stuff. He showed up to practice and set up on the sideline at center court a table, and on it he placed a hard hat and a megaphone. <laughs> and then then he asked for and secured each player's signature on both the hard hat you could probably guess symbolized the amount of work that would go into achieving the team's goal in this particular case limiting opponents to 68 points the megaphone stood for the communication it would take to play that kind of defense then during practice One player dribbled the ball up the court against a pressing defender and Boylan bellowed, for all you West Coast guys, this is what work looks like. Come on, dude. Seriously? Jim Boylan has not changed. Not one bit. Not even a little bit. Wasn't humbled. Didn't think, you know what? Maybe my messaging needs to be a little different. Not one Thing has changed about Jim Boylan after getting fired in Chicago. Not even. Not, We've had not, some boots to asses, and we'll continue to have that. <laughs> and this was another. This was just back-to-back hits. This was back-to-back classic Jim Boylan in, in these paragraphs that I'm reading here. In the fourth quarter of one of those games, USA against Puerto Rico. One of Boylan's bigs was dog-tired, having run through a series of pick-and-rolls where he was forced to switch on to a guard. The player raised his hand and looked toward Boylan to be subbed out of the game. Boylan shook his head no. (laughs) Dude, seriously? Seriously? What is... Who hired this man? Who hired this man to be a basketball coach in 2022? I don't I don't understand how this guy got to take charge of Team USA. Like you had Shashevsky and 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 uh who else am I missing here? You got Steve um, Kerr. Popovich, Pop- Steve Kerr, and Jim Boylan? This this is the guy who's next in line? 
<laughs> to coach Team USA, and I don't care about Team USA. If I'm being real, international competition is uh, pointless, and they just attach patriotism to it to try and brainwash you into watching, and none of it means anything. But seriously, Jim Boylan was the man that they've tabbed to be next in line behind Steve Kerr, Greg Popovich, Mike Shashevsky, Jim Boylan is the next guy. I can't, I can't, I can't understand it. It makes, it makes no sense whatsoever. And I was, I didn't like it. I was just reading this article and going, thank God, man. Thank, thank God that we're not going through that anymore. Like for, for any pessimism that I might have when it comes to the Chicago Bulls and, and, and their place in the NBA and in the Eastern Conference, thank the good Lord above that we're not dealing with that dude anymore. For real. This thing is moving in a good direction. And that, that puts a big smile on my face. Unlike Major League Baseball. Although it's always fun to talk with Cody Decker, even when it is about a lockout. He joined me from Big Time Baseball, BetMGM, MLB podcast, and down the line with Cody Decker. Follow him on Twitter, at Decker6. And Matt Peck of the Lockdown Bulls podcast, which you can catch on your Odyssey app and wherever you listen to podcasts. If you missed either of those or anything on today's show, check it out on Odyssey or at 670thescore.com. Coming up next here on The Score, DePaul takes on Marquette. Zach Zaidman on the call. I'm Robbie Makloff. I've been your host for the last couple hours here on your home for Chicago Sports Talks, Sports Radio, 670 The Score. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.